Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian physician and founder of Longevity, and I want to talk about dementias. There's at least a dozen different dementias. Doctors call all of them Alzheimer's disease because when you look at the payout list, Alzheimer's disease pays the most. So no matter which of the 12 dementias you have, they're going to call it Alzheimer's disease, and there's no law that says you can't have two or three or five or eight or all 12 of the dementias. And so you have to get rid of all the bad stuff. No fried foods, no processed meats, no oils, no gluten, no wheat, brown, rhino, no sugar. And then I want you to take one healthy brain and heart pack per 100 pounds of body weight. That's one healthy brain and heart pack per 100 pounds of body weight. I want you to take the ultimate niacin plus one of those twice a day. Our de-stress capsules, three of those twice a day. That's two bottles a month. Then I want you to take the ultimate daily classic tablets, three of those twice a day per 100 pounds of body weight in case you have vascular dementia. And don't forget those three eggs twice a day because, remember, 75% of your brain weight is cholesterol. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Frederick Penny, there we go. Cal, Cal's helping us out. There we go. There we go. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. It is January 15, 2022 in a beautiful, beautiful West Coast sunshine today we love being in the west coast we love the east coast midwest too uh denise dirks is my co-host with our producer cal hunter three-time emmy award nominated but sorry never a winner we love you cal but we're going to get you a a nomination someday well for obvious reasons but anyway yes and if you want to call into the show uh call 855 law radio again 855-529-7234 we're going to have a wonderful show today. Remember, we are not talking about anything super important, but you know what? It's the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes, and I re- repeat, sometimes informative show on earth. So don't set your expectations high because we got Cal here. You know, you can't really put it super high when Cal's our producer. Hey. Hey, but you know what? We've got Denise Dirks, our I'm power. I'm here and I can hear you, you know. <laughs> That's exactly right. We've got Denise, our power, power woman here and our power lawyer. Appreciate her being here. Todd is out today because he's not feeling too good. Uh, we're going to talk about the Rust and Alec Baldwin latest, uh, what's going on with the lawsuit, the subpoenas about the phone and, and what happened in the shooting. We're going to talk about Robert Durst. We've talked about him so many times. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, Prince Andrew's latest. We're going to talk about the Maxwell case, uh, LAPD. There's, oh, my gosh, this LAPD that these officers get fired. You're going to die when you hear why they got fired. Uh, we're also going to talk about... Uh, uh, fight over a billion-dollar estate. Let me repeat it with a B, and it's a family that's fighting over. They're suing each other. We're going to talk about that. But remember, um, it's very important if you want to call in or you want to go to our uh, to our website. It's, it's radiolawtalk.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook and all that stuff. We love having uh, everybody here to uh, listen to Radio Law Talk, but here's the most important thing, right? We're sitting here, and we've got some young men that have decided to come and see what it's like to be uh, on a national show. We've got Alec, Jace, Jack, and Ryder, and Ruben. 
these young men here are seeing what it's like to be live on radio. Denise, you walked in. You're like, what the heck are these boys doing? I know. It was full in here. And I'm like, wow, we got what's some, going on? We got some boys in here. They're helping uh, helping do They're some moving. security, aren't they? Friends? Yeah, security for me because I'm <laughs> so famous, right, yeah. pal? That's no, like, no, no. They're security <laughs> to keep him from the donuts that are here. Oh, did the donuts show up finally? <laughs> yes. Oh, guys, boys, leave me a couple donuts, all right? <laughs> Don't be eating the donuts, all right? But we're going to have a great time. But the most important thing is why people are here, right, Cal? What are people here for? They're here for one reason well, and one reason only. What among, are they here for? Among this right here. This could be a case, case or no case. Case or no case. Yay! Now, we're going to start off with this guy right here. name on his birth certificate reads Thomas Stonewall Jackson. Now, with Thomas a name like Stonewall Jackson, Jackson he's destined. Yeah. He's destined for country music stardom, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So he had a couple of hits, nothing okay. huge, but then Stonewall get, got picked up by the bastion of country music, the Grand Old Opry. Okay. And he was booked for recurring performances, regular intervals, regular enough that he, he, they were his full-time employer, and they bought him health insurance and other things like that. Then the Opry got a new manager, Pete Fisher, and all of a sudden, Fisher started cutting down on Stonewall's performances. They cut so deeply that Stonewall was no longer a full-time employee and lost the medical insurance that he had through them. And that started costing him a little money, and it started making him really angry. One of Stonewall's biggest fans was an attorney who saw what was happening from the outside. Somehow, Mr. Jackson got together with the attorney to discuss the question. Do I have an age discrimination case or no case? And so, Fred Penny, I'm going to ask you this since you're the guy here and uh, you've got guests in the studio. They want to hear how well you elucidate on this case or no case. Can you, can you guys hear what he just said? You can hear it? Okay. So that what we do uh, here, those of you uh, joining in Alabama, we've got some, two new affiliates, and one in Alabama and one in Illinois. Um, the case or no case, uh, Cal uh, uh, tries to stump us, right? And what he does is he, he gives us a case, and we have to determine whether or not it's a case. And if it is case or not a case, we got to say. And then if it is a case, we got to say the outcome. And we, we have points that Denise and I and Todd, the person with the most points, 50 points at the end, not of this, of this, of this one, but in general, has to buy dinner for everybody. So that's where we're doing. So i got to figure out if this is a real case. And I think it is a real case because this is all about psychosomatic stuff because, Cal, it's not about whether or not it's a real case. What is my producer doing? Is he sitting on the bathroom toilet thinking of something to, to trick us on? Hey. But, no, I truly believe this is a case. But it's Thomas Stonewall Jackson. That's what little threw me off, Cal. But I truly think that, um, you know, th this has got to be a case. Now, what's the outcome? Age discrimination, and this is in, in, in Tennessee, right? So yep. I, don't, I don't know what Tennessee law is, so I can't, you know, for all my our affiliates and people in, in Tennessee. Um, and you know what? Our former – who's gone today, right? Uh, our, you know, illustrious Todd Cunin, who is a former prosecutor for Tennessee District Attorney's Office, uh, one of the counties out there. So I'm going to say it's a case, and um, uh, he loses for age discrimination. He loses. Okay, by the way, I just want to remind you that Mr. Water, uh, Stonewall Jackson had Waterloo as a hit, BJ the DJ, and had scored, in fact, 23 consecutive country singles. He, was, he wasn't a superstar, but he was a solid star. That's pretty star. good, dude. Denise Dirks, what do you say? Case or no case? 
Well, I think that you got nostalgic over the the last few days, and you've listened to a lot of old-time country music. Well, I do. (laughs) Right. And I think that this guy's an interesting figure, and I think that it's made up. I don't think it's a case at all. There's... um, well, you didn't tell me how old he was, so how can we determine if it's age discrimination? Well, I just well, think there's not enough facts. I, I would be glad to tell you. The 75-year-old singer filed the lawsuit that year, and when he passed from this earth, he was 89. So you said he filed the lawsuit that year. Ooh, he just slipped. No, you have to stick with what you already said. You said no case. No, he said, let me tell you. But He's you said given no me case. additional facts. Denise. I was being cross-examined. Fred, what can I do? No, Denise, the, she already gave her answer was no. That, that's true. She did. Yeah. Denise, are you going to stick? You can do a motion I, for reconsideration. No, I am a female. I have the right to change my <laughs> mind no matter what. <laughs> you guys heard that old one, right? Okay. No, you know what? I'm going to keep this. I'm going right. to say it's no All case. Right. All right. So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ryder, come here. All right, there we go. So now we're Ryder. Right. We got the boys in here. This is this is live radio. Ryder, well, Ryder, just case or no case. Take you don't have to go case, case or case. Case or no case. case. Ryder, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna say it is a case. Okay, Ryder says it's a case. Jack, Jack's gonna come over. Jack, is it a case or not a case? I'm gonna say it's a case because I don't want to pay for dinner. Okay, <laughs> Jace, come on over. Sound like Jace is gonna now. come and get ready, Alec. And case and who wins? That's the key. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say case, too. All right, he said case. Alec? It's sounding like a case. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tell me again your name again. Ruben. Ruben, come here. I'll be contrary and say no case. Oh, Ruben says no case. All right, when we come back, we're going to find out if the boys are right or if Denise is right. And I'm so glad Denise. Denise and Ruben are right. De- yeah, Denise and Ruben are right. And if Denise stuck to her guns, Cal, and, de- and decided, look... What I said, I'm not going to do a motion for reconsideration. Yeah, because I thought that I was trying to be tricked by Mr. Calhunter. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO if you have any questions, 855-529-7234, or look us up on Facebook or Instagram at Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. We'll be right back after this break. Yeah, just stay tuned. As Fred said, there's more Radio Law Talk coming right up, right here on many of your favorite local radio stations and, of course, streaming live at Radio Law Talk. Com. We'll be back. Hold on. said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, 
My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, Again, that's 800-238-9182. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092-800-918-7092-800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. First, they said cigarettes were safe. We know how that turned out. Now, they say they didn't market e-cigarettes to teens? More than one in four high school students are vaping, and 80% say their first e-cigarette was flavored. Vaping is harmful to developing brains. The reason we think vaping is safe? Marketing. Same lies, different day. Tell Big Vape to quit lying. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I like the Amadrosa Valley. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. Welcome back to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny and Denise Dirk sitting here with Cal Hunter. We've had some great uh, guests, some young men that wanted to see what it was like to be on live radio. So we had Case or No Case. Talked about Thomas Stonewall Jackson. That was a country singer 
at the Grand Old Opry. And uh, as he uh, sang, they somehow uh, let him go. And he, he, he alleged age discrimination. And Denise said it was not a case. I said it is a case. And he lost. Again, we don't know Tennessee law. We're not saying we do. But this is case or no case. We just want to hear what happened, Cal. Let us know. Sure. Well, Stonewall Jackson, you know, the, the guy, the Peter, the guy that cut his uh, performances said, you know, Stonewall, country music is passing you by. There are a lot younger acts coming online. And so Peter uh, Stonewall said, well, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to appear less and become a part-time employee. And he said, that's just not going to work. So those of you who said this was a case, who was that? That was Fred. Was Fred. Well, congratulations, Fred. Yes. Yes, Denise. I hate to say it, but she said a a, a word that was it, just in her mouth. It was a mouth word. And it just started with a D. Yeah, that was not that. Darn. Bad. She just said darn. Darn it. That's she like, go, no. It was G. Willikers. Uh, oh. Darn. <laughs> well, and, okay, Cal. Tell us what he happened. Filed for ten million dollars in actual and ten million in uh, punitive. It turns out that they settled with him, but we don't know for how much. So he got the victory, he got the money, hmm. and he got the gold records, and he has the career, even though he was on a downward slide. And that, Whoa. friends, is... That's a good one, Cal. Thank you. Case yes. no case. So Fred gets one, one point. One point. Because he won. He settled. Um, do, Cal, did did it say the date of this? What year? Or the 80s? The 90s? It was, uh, Let's see. He died at the age of 89 last year. So, so it's probably in the 2000s. Yeah, it was 75 when he filed it, I would imagine. It yeah. Was in the early 2000s. Two, early 2000s. Okay, rest, good. Rest your soul, Stonewall Jackson. Next Ooh. hour, I'm going to do something that I've never done. I'm going to go to law school and take you with me. I want to do that, Cal. That's next hour on Case or No Case. Good job. 855-LAW-RADIO if you want to call in, 855-529-7234. Those, sometimes people want to ask some questions or give us some uh, examples of some stuff they want to hear. Info at radiolawtalk.com. And thank you. We do receive people that say, hey, will you talk about this, 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 or that? Sometimes we can and sometimes we can't. And we apologize. We can't get to all the topics everybody wants to talk about. But we're, we're always talking about the latest things going on. And this uh, Alec. Baldwin Rust thing. We're going to get into the Maxwell uh, issue and what's going on in the Maxwell case latest, and then uh, talk about Robert Durst after talking about Rust and Alec Baldwin. This, those of you who have been living under a rock, is about a case that uh, Alec Baldwin was in New Mexico on the Rust. It's called Rust. It was a movie that they were um, filming, and he was on on the. Uh, set and was just practicing shooting a gun that had a supposed uh, blank in it, or not a blank, but there's there's two types. There's a blank and there's a, um, I'll think about it, like a dummy uh, round. But anyway, it actually was a real round, and when he shot, he shot the um, uh, the, the camera crew. The cinematographer. The, yeah, the cinematographer, the camera crew, and then it ricocheted off and hit uh, another individual, one of the producers. Um, and uh, she died, and it was a sad, sad thing. Alex Baldwin clearly was upset, um, and it was supposed to be a blank in there or, a, you know, not a real round, and, and things are just blowing up right now. Nobody's been arrested, and <clears throat> but what's happened are two things, and this is what I'm going to jump on Alex Baldwin's side, and this is, this is why those of you who don't understand uh, uh, legal issues or the law – so Alec Baldwin is in New York, 
the the police department has issued a warrant for Alec Baldwin's cell phone, but they are based in New Mexico. You can't just, under the law, go tell someone if you're in New Mexico, in New York, they have to give you something. There's processes you have to go through. And so Alec Baldwin's lawyers, they have subpoenaed the, his – they want his cell phone. And people are ripping on him, aren't you, uh, you know, cooperating? Well, Alec Baldwin has a lawyer. The lawyer is doing what's best for his client, which they're supposed to do. And, uh, and they said – they've officially come out and said that they are going to turn it over within the next week. But don't forget, this is his personal cell phone. It has stuff on there that has nothing to do with uh, Rust or this case. And there's a lot of private information on there. So for the police department to say, give me your cell phone, especially a police department that's in another state, there are, there are processes you have to go through, right? And that's what, you know, and everyone's kind of jumping down his throat saying, why don't you turn the cell phone over? His, well, it's working through the process. Yeah, the process is that the police have to get a search warrant. That search warrant has to have probable cause. It has to um, actually be limited to just the the information that they seek from that cell phone. So, of course, you would not just turn over your phone. You would wait for that warrant to come down, for your attorneys to review it, so that you can have them, when you turn over your cell phone, you know the limits of where they can go in that information. And not just that, it's the states. You can't go to another state and, and demand it. There's also process. I wish Todd was here. He knows more about this than we do. But you can't just subpoena something in another state, and it comes. Now you're going to eventually get it, but there are processes, right? And it's slow. It's not just now. If he's in New Mexico and lives in New Mexico, and they do it, it's quicker because they're they have jurisdiction. Denise in New Mexico, they don't. The New Mexico, um, the police department there does not have jurisdiction in New York, and they're trying to get the New York police department to help them. You know, uh, help them with this, and that's what they're in the process of doing. But you're right. So Denise, does it go from DA to DA or something like that? That I'm, you know, I love to say that I know everything, but this is where you talk to Todd about stuff like this. So I imagine you know, that's yeah. kind of how it goes. Yeah. Right? So it's it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit uh, interesting how how it works, but it's not that easy. So we're going to continue to talk more about this when we come back from the break. But uh, dog on it, you know, uh, they're going through the process. He's got a lawyer. The lawyers are working with the DAs. They're not hiding stuff that I that I know. And I'm going to talk about what Alec Baldwin's lawyer is probably doing right now. We'll be right back after this. I also know you'll get into what exactly the limits are on those things. As you mentioned, you kind of touched on it, but I think that's a pretty interesting area, and I hope we can talk about that coming back on Radio Law Talk with Fred Penny and Denise Dirks, and, of course, you, and we appreciate your listening. We'll be right back. Hold on. Remember, Radio Law Talk is available 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday, live on radiolawtalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. 
you need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170-800-738-0170-800-738-0170-800-738-0170. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Men. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. Radio You better listen to us. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com dot com we're back talk we're back talking about the uh alex alec baldwin case and the rust case so um a couple of things alec baldwin has in january came out and spoke uh about what happened and he's alleging that uh, he never pulled the trigger that it just went off uh that it, it wasn't him that pulled the trigger but uh uh, you know, what we're trying to bring out, what Denise and I are trying to bring out is the fact that just because they've subpoenaed his cell phone does not mean that he has to give it over because there's a lot of privacy issues there. Um, and if he does give it over, um, there's a lot of things that his lawyer should do. <clears throat> and again, we wish Todd was here because he's, he's got more details about the criminal aspect of it because there's two aspects. Don't forget, there's the criminal aspect. If they're going to bring a criminal uh, case against somebody on the set and the answer is they haven't done that yet because they're investigating or, and or whether there's going to be civil lawsuits. Yes, there's going to be civil lawsuits. We're going to get into that in a minute. But the, the issue is he's got a lot of his private stuff on there and his lawyers – May or may not. What I would be thinking is they probably had some experts, um, uh, or may have, may not have, look at the phone, to, you know, and make sure that okay, you know, here's the part because you know it gets complicated when you get the electronic stuff. You know, not just the lawyer's assistants can look at it, and and Denise determine okay what is relevant and what isn't relevant. We're not just going to hand over the phone and hand you everything. Uh, at least as a, if I was his lawyer, that's what I'd be saying. You're not getting the whole phone. You can have it, but only portions that you bring your motion to show and say what it is, because they can quash the the the, uh, the, the warrant. The warrant, and that's what the uh, I would think they'd be doing. But I bet what's happening behind the scenes, Denise, is they've said now next week they're going to turn it over. And why has it been this long since what they subpoenaed? I think the first part of December. Why has it been this long? Probably behind the scenes, his lawyers and the DAs. And the prosecutors are talking about 
Okay, what are you going to allow to look at? What are you not going to allow? What, what are we going to let? You know, your expert, they probably have a couple of experts, you know, holding the phones together. But the bizarre thing, Denise, that I saw is, and there's, I've seen pictures, and they don't know this is true. They said, oh, look at Alec Baldwin. He's talking on his phone and using it now. It might be a new phone he's got. We don't know. Um, he might just have changed that one, set it aside, right, and got a new phone. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it would have been wise to do that just because it's protecting evidence. Yes. You know, and, and then he's not creating new evidence. That's exactly so do you think they would go through that one message at a time and say, yep, nope, yep, nope, for example, that's to his wife, oh, that's to his lawyer, I can't use that one. I mean, would they do that one message at a time or just do a blanket category? You know what? They might have to have a judge in camera review it, to be honest with you. Um, so they could – what's going to end up happening more than likely is that uh, – because, because what we found out is that the, the Santa Fe authorities have contacted the local authorities where Baldwin's home is, and um, they got involved as the sheriffs of that. So they got involved in it. And what I think you're going to find is that they're going to copy the whole phone, and then there's going to be kind of a fight over what parts the police can – look at it, what parts it cannot, and there'll be some limitations brought, um, um, and probably even in advance of producing the phone, they probably have already limited to what is relevant in the warrant, and there probably have been little backstory fights with regard to that, but once they get, once the police are able to copy the whole phone, because that's what they will do, um, then they will be able to look at it and all that, and remember, they get to keep the phone for as long as the investigation is ongoing. Yeah, I think though that you know, if a judge uh, grants the warrant in New Mexico, as a lawyer, I'd be fighting it. I'd be saying, okay, they're not. I'm not just going to hand over the phone. Do they want to look at the th- from the day of the accident or incident on forward? Look at what's on the phone there. Okay, let's do that. But you're not going to look at the phone for everything prior to that, right? Or let's say prior to let, – let's, let's say on a worst case or best case scenario, from the date they started filming, you know, maybe the month before the incident, you know, you're not going to go back two, three years ago. My private discussions with my wife, my children, my lawyer that might be on that cell phone, right? Yes. And then, Denise, what about the texts or phone calls that he made after the incident – to his lawyer. Well, that's going to be protected by the attorney-client privilege. Right. So those are the things that will have to be probably privilege logs created that will um, exclude the police's um, review right. of that data on the phone. Now, um, if he texted his wife, right. would that be her testifying against him and therefore be exempt? It's probably a dumb question, but I'm just thinking out loud. No, there's a spousal privilege in almost every single state. And that spousal, spousal privilege means that a spouse cannot be compelled to testify against their spouse. So I would say no, the privilege is going to apply and protect that communication. So I, I would say that that is going to be outside of the scope of what the police are going to be able to look at as well. Okay. Um, what they're looking at is any evidence of maybe prior um, accidents on the set. Or him texting going, or hey, him, we're having problems here. Yeah, or, or him texting somebody and saying, look, I just shot somebody, you know, or him uh, making a phone call to someone saying, you know, oh, my God, call my lawyer because I just shot somebody. You know, these are going to be important things because they're right there contemporaneously with the act that happened. But just it, let's assume he said that. That doesn't mean this was an accident. We're all going to probably agree this was an accident. 
Nobody. Yes. I don't think Alec was trying to shoot anybody, right? It, 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 it comes down to even if he said something like that, that doesn't mean he meant to shoot her or was, you know, uh, doing anything that, that he thought there was a, maybe there was a blank in there, right? Uh, yeah. We can get into all the, the, the details of this are are very interesting. Yeah, there were, there were several accidents that had occurred prior to this right. on the set, but they would, had all been accidents with blanks. They right. were not um, live rounds at all. And because um, there were two or three different times somebody had accidentally had the gun go off, but luckily it was blanks and, and nobody was injured. But it still is dangerous. A blank can injure somebody. It's not like it doesn't hurt you. If it's close enough to a person, it's going to cause some damage. As we did on the John Eric Hexham case or no case when he fired a, a blank into his head and the wadding went into his brain and took his life. Right. That was right. a case or no case. And I do believe Bruce Lee Something like yes. that happened with Bruce Lee, too. It was like a – not Bruce, Bruce his son. His son. His, his son, son right. that was just joking around and didn't realize how dangerous it okay, was. Okay, so, right? so here's – yeah, Brandon. So here's the deal. This I looked this up. So there's a difference between a blank and a dummy round. They were using dummy rounds here. A dummy round still looks like a real – I looked at the pictures on the internet. It still looks like a bullet, Right. And it's got a, the, the bullet looks similar, but how you tell the difference is somehow when you shake it, it rattles, and that's that's a a round that's a dummy that that is a dummy round. A blank round, you don't have like the projectile in the end; it's squeezed off. I mean, it's very obvious the difference. But a dummy round, it's hard to tell the difference between a real one and a dummy one. And um, the difference is the dummy one has no gunpowder in it, right? So. It's very, very difficult for like Alec or anyone else to determine unless you're an expert at this and, and you understand, you know, how to how to do this, right? Um, or how or how to, to determine whether or not it's a dummy round or not. But these were dummy rounds they were using. Why do they use dummy rounds? They use dummy rounds to make it look real in, while it's in the gun, right? The film is the videos taking of a gun, and if it shows that there's no round in there, it's just like a it's just a crimped off you know, uh, shell, it just doesn't look as real. So they use the dummy rounds. So um, there's a lot there, There's a lot about that issue that I think they're going to be giving out, giving the, the phone to the uh, New Mexico, and, and, and I think behind the scenes, I don't know exactly, I'm going to tell you that, but I think the DAs and Alex's uh, lawyers have been negotiating what you're going to get, what you're going to keep, uh, what we're going to do, and how we're going to do it. They probably... You know, the smart way is to agree, okay, you get your expert and our expert handed over together, you know, the phone and, and make sure nothing's changed electronically and, and, and you're not going to get everything uh, that's, that's on that phone. So I, I think that's why it's been since the beginning of December until now they're finally getting this thing resolved, Denise. I think that's what happens. Yeah, and it sounds like people are pointing their fingers at each other now and, and there's more warrants coming out, by the way. Yeah, there's more warrants. So when we come back... What I want to talk about next, Denise and I are going to talk about the lawsuit. This what what lawsuit? The actual handler of the gun, the person that's her name's Hannah. She uh, her name is Gutierrez Reed. Sued the company that supplied the dummy rounds, and they're based out of New Mexico. And the guy's name is Kennedy, Seth Kennedy, and his company is called PDQ Arm and Prop LLC. 
They've sued them, saying, uh, and we're going to go over all the details of what type of lawsuit she's bringing against them. Again, this is not the person that got shot. This is the person that's in charge of the set. We'll be right back. Fascinating. That's coming up next on Radio Law Talk with Fred Penny and Denise Dirks. And, of course, you stay there because the show will continue in just a bit. Stay tuned for more Radio Law Talk. It's coming right up after we break away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road, quick, quick, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this daddy shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quick, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quick, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're biz to credit a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. 
If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. No fun. Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. We're back talking about the Rust uh, uh, case and the allegation. Um, Denise, go ahead and tell us what you what you thought um, what you thought uh, about what was happening. What, okay, well, the, I, there's I a lawsuit. There's a lawsuit. Tell about the lawsuit that's going on. Okay, there's a lawsuit um, where Hannah Gutierrez Reed. Um, she has now sued the supplier of the dummy ammunition. And who's and she? Who is she? She's the armor that was on set at the Rust. She was the one that was supposed to be in charge of all the arms. And she's also a daughter of a very famous armor who's been forever an armor and very well respected. And her dad allegedly said, and, and which opened the door for a lot of more investigation. And this, he, by the way, I don't want to interrupt these, but this is all allegations. Allegations. And this is the the facts are flying everywhere. We're just talking about what what is going on and the allegations in the lawsuit that you can read the lawsuit uh, against Kennedy and his company Kenny. by Kenny. I'm sorry, Kenny and his company by Gutierrez Reed, and that's what we're yes. looking at. Right. Well, her father initially said, "Hey, I worked on another set with Mr. Kenny." And in that set, we had both dummy and live rounds, and I gave those back to him. And so that opened the door to looking at this, um, the person that supplied all of the rounds, if you will, the dummy rounds to the Russ set. And in, in fact, warrants have issued for him uh, to provide the information about his supply chain. Kenny, Kenny. Kenny. And that is now one of the things that's going on is now his his warrants getting addressed. But in uh, uh, to, to get in front of the whole thing, uh, Hannah Gutierrez Rees, the armor on Brett set, she sued Kenny. So why did she do that? She did it in advance of really anything else coming down because she wants to get ahead of it. She wants to try to avoid suit. If she gets sued for negligence or whatever could happen on the set. Then she's got a reason now to defer suits to him. And, and, and her allegations are that he supplied the, both the dummy and the live rounds, and he did not let her know that there were live rounds, and that he is at fault in how the live rounds got onto the set. They're also going to argue, though, uh, that it was uh, direct, director, uh, the assistant David Hall didn't follow proper She's arguing he didn't follow the proper protocol. Prior to handing the gun to Alec Baldwin, he should have called her, Gutierrez Rees, who you said, who, the, again, these are allegations, that she already left the set because no one was using the, the guns and, kept, and Hall kept it in his possession. But she's arguing, look, Mr. Hall, assistant director, the minute you give Alec Baldwin a gun, you need to call me. I need to come and double check that gun. 
right? right? And follow the protocol that's mandatory right. Right. whenever and, you have guns and, on the set. And here's me. And here's me. Just And we're going to get into a couple of things on this. But to me, Denise, why is it when you are using a gun and there is a video camera and they do – they want to see the, the, the flash of the gun, and they want to, at times, the video is of the, of the barrel of the gun. Why isn't it set up that a person behind the camera has some sort of – there's bulletproof glass they can have, a little sheet that protects them if they're shooting a gun toward them or aiming a gun toward them, that they've got the, the camera, and around the camera somehow, which could be easily done, there's bulletproof glass. Right. Well, maybe there should be additional safety precautions. That's what I'm saying. That's for is, sure. Why don't they do that? But that's not the standard in the industry. And I agree, but so I think this it, might change it. Well, it could. This could change. Well, always any kind of a negligent type case will change things. You know, the thing when you find out that something was inferior or you operated something in a way that was negligent, it does help. That's why lawsuits are very good. That's why attorneys do a really good job in our in our environment because we do help. Things get better. So we do by bringing up the acts of negligence or the acts of wrongdoing. We do bring up ways that it could have been safer. It could be safer, you know, and it helps to change the industry standards. Yes. So lawyers do do a good deed. Yeah. We love lawyers. I mean, (laughs) um, so but here's the other interesting thing. She argues also that she was juggling multiple jobs at once and it was difficult for her. Uh, she also uh, – that is she. That is uh, Miss Gutierrez, the armorist. And she's also uh, noted that that the round she put in the gun, she specifically put four in there, right? And then put another – and she knew that they were uh, dummy rounds because you shake them and you can hear them. They rattle. And then she uh, apparently put another dummy round and then another one that couldn't fit somehow. So, was, But long story short, what, the last time she touched it – and it, apparently they had a, a lunch break. Um, they had the, the all the all the rounds in there were dummy rounds were in there, and that's what her argument is. And she said they clearly should have called her prior, obviously prior to anything occurring, right? That, yeah, if they're going to use armors uh, armory at all, they should have called her for another protocol check. That's exactly right. And so, um, and, and her argument is in in her civil complaint is that had they had Hall called her or summoned her to supervise before handing it to Alec Baldwin, it would have been uh, a safe gun, and there would have been uh, she would have found this supposed round that was in there. She would have found it, and, and that's that's actually all good for Alec Baldwin too, right? That he's you know, he if she would have been there and, and he just relied on his producer and he relied – I mean assistant uh, director or producer and he relied on the armorist, right? And so Alec Baldwin's like, I, I can't – I can't you know, do any – what else am I supposed to do? Some people are going to argue, well, you should have checked. How would Alec Baldwin have known? Yeah, but right? the protocol is he's supposed to check. But how does he know the difference between – does Alec Baldwin you're know – You're trained okay, when, you're, yeah, when you're on that set. I don't know that. I don't know that he's not an expert at – I'm not jumping on his side, but I'm just arguing both sides. He's not an expert at determining what is a dummy round and what isn't. That's not his job, right? And so, yes, safety protocol is do this, do that. But as the actor, you're supposed to rely on – you know, those who are taking care of that. Now, I guess Alec Baldwin could have argued, you know, oh, did Gutierrez look at this gun? You know, ask Hall. Did he, did, did he, did she look at the gun? Uh, and Hall could have said, yeah, she just looked at it, you know, 
prior to lunch. And, and, there's, and the possession has been, you know, to us the whole time. So, um, but here's the interesting thing, more than any of this stuff that I want to bring up. Um, what's going to happen in these civil lawsuits? And, and I want you guys to think about this. What's going to happen? Do you think Kenny or Gutierrez during their deposition are going to testify, Denise? In the civil case? Um, in the civil case, no. They're probably, because of the ongoing investigation, they'll probably have to plead the fifth. That's exactly right. They're going to plead the fifth because they're not going to incriminate themselves in any way. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is Gutierrez Reed is bringing this civil lawsuit. Does she plead the fifth? <laughs> you know? Does she plead the fifth? Does Hall plead the fifth? Because let me tell you right now, Hall, the assistant director, they're going to subpoena him to show up for a deposition in this civil lawsuit. And he's going to have to plead the fifth, I would think. So everyone's lawyering up, and they'll probably everybody will be pleading the fifth. The weird thing is Gutierrez Reed does she plead the fifth because she brought the lawsuit, Denise? She brought the yeah, lawsuit. Yeah, but that's the interesting thing because what we know is some jurisdictions will say if she can't testify, we're dismissing her suit because she can't testify. Where's the evidence? And but that's not nationwide that's only certain areas we've we saw that with um uh, kevin uh, spacey and his um accuser that his suit got dismissed exactly for that reason because he had to end up pleading the fifth and all of his testimony had to be stricken right. so it's going to be interesting what i predict is that it's probably going to get stayed pending the investigation the outcome of the investigation i don't see that it's going to get rushed to a decision um and and there's time for them to do that. They've got about a year, you know, depending on which jurisdiction she sued in, and their fast track rules or whatever for for civil trials. But does she always plead the fifth? I mean, because don't forget, things can happen. Go back to the Cosby trial, right? Right. Remember what happened in the Cosby trial? He had a civil case, and he wouldn't say anything. And then they said, "You go ahead and say something in the civil case, and you're gonna we're gonna protect you. You won't be prosecuted." He didn't necessarily plead the fifth, but I'm saying. Do you protect yourself for long-term, right? And that's the question about Gutierrez-Reed. I'm talking long-term criminal prosecution and Kennedy – I mean Kenny and Hall. So we're well, going to I think this. Kenny and Hall will plead the fifth. I don't see Gutierrez necessarily needs to because she wasn't right there at the time and she um, had left it in somebody else's possession. But she's in charge of it. So I, they didn't know, call her. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm not I'm not jumping uh, you know, I'm not jumping on anyone's sides. We're going to be back hour 2. We're going to talk about Maxwell and a lot of other things. Uh, join us hour 2. Thank you, Fred. Now we're number 2 of Radio Law Talk is coming right up at 6 minutes after the next hour. Should your local radio station decline to cover the next hour of Radio Law Talk, you can always pick it up at radiolawtalk.com and yes, it's free. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. To quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. 
I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-844-1675. 800-844-1675. 800-844-1675. That's 800-844-1675. 